right, everybody. Welcome back to the Bottom of the Ninth Podcast. I am your host, Elijah Rodriguez. And wow, it has been a little bit since we've done one of these, man. It's been a little been a little bit of time, but kind of wanted to give a little update, guys, on you know what we've been doing. So I think the last episode we we did was in I think maybe August. I did the Q and A one. I think may have been the last one we did. Um, but <laughs> so last year, if you didn't know, we pumped out a lot of content. We were doing so much stuff from like live abs to product reviews to the podcast to all kinds of stuff, right? So it was a little, it was a crazy year. It was a crazy year. I'm be honest, but you know, now, you know, when, when August hit, you know, we kind of did a little bit of a refocus. We wanted to restructure our content, what we were doing, how we were doing it. And I am here to say that we're going to be coming back hard this year with some cooler stuff. Um, I've got a lot planned from product reviews. You know, we're going to be revamping this podcast. We've got some, some nicer technology to make it sound a lot better. Um, and I'm just, I'm super pumped, man. It's going to be a good year. I, I hope you guys are ready for what we've got coming. Um, but with that being said, I don't want to give too much away because I want to keep it, you know, I want to kind of keep it close to my chest. And, and like I said, I've got so much planned for the podcast, you know, guests coming up, um, stuff that we're going to talk about on the podcast, kind of a little bit more stuff tailored towards just all encompassing baseball from the, you know, from major league baseball to product reviews to baseball mindset, um, just all encompassing. It's going to be, it's going to be insane. But with that being said, today is January 7th, 2024. Happy New Year to everybody. Hope everybody had a great holiday season. Um, this is how we wanted to kick off our season two, if you will. Um, you know, the holiday season is gone. I'm not one of the guys. I love the holidays, um, but I'm kind of one of those guys that's like, I kind of want them to end because the minute that New Year's, you know, the New Year hits, it means one thing, and that is baseball season is here almost in about two weeks in texas you know that the start dates normally mlk day that's how it was when i was playing i think it, it if anything it's not on that day it's that week or the week after so baseball season is almost here guys and that's hella exciting um pitchers and catchers report in a little over a month that's a super exciting i'm not sure you know i'm a huge christmas guy um but i'm not sure there's a more there's a a cooler day a more exciting day than Christmas, than spring training, when spring training starts, opening day, and the postseason, when the postseason starts, is also a really exciting day for me. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm kind of like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I don't know which one's more exciting. I kind of, I kind of get like four Christmases a year. I get Christmas and I get all these other days, man, because like when spring training starts, I'm watching baseball on like six different screens. Opening day starts, I'm watching baseball on like six different screens. And then when the postseason starts, the wild card games, I'm watching baseball. I should just take those days off. But anyhow, like I said, the holiday season's over. Baseball season is coming. And one of the biggest questions, like I said, we're going to be changing a lot of the content. We're going to be talking about a lot of mindset stuff to help you guys. If you have questions, you know, how to get ready for the season, what you should be doing during the season, you know, kind of some mindset tips, tips and tricks and stuff to get you like kind of on the on, on your peak performance edge of your of your of baseball right that's kind of what we're, we're trying to attain here as well as product reviews and all stuff because obviously we're baseball express and we sell the best products in baseball so with that being said i got a question um a couple days ago or not a couple days ago probably about a week ago um and honestly the question's a little bit late if you ask me give me one second i gotta anyway Got a question from a from a parent 
Um, this kid's a freshman going into his first year of, of high school baseball. Um, and I think I, I don't want to, obviously I'm not going to, you know, say it word for word. Actually I could, um, have it right here. Um, Hey man, what should my son be doing? Uh, I'm going to paraphrase cause he said a lot of stuff, personal stuff, but you know, just cause family friend, um, what should my son be doing to get ready for the season is the gist of the, of the text. Right. And I know he sent this last week, probably the week after Christmas, um, which I think in personally is a little bit late. He should have, this should have been started a long time ago. Um, but what should I be doing to get ready for the season? And this kind of sparked a little bit of, of thought for me, you know, I'm like, you know, kind of took me back on what I was doing and I decided to write a blog post about it. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. It's on baseball express on our insider blog. Um, but I'm going to talk about my four tips and kind of go in a little bit more in depth because writing, you know, you lose a little bit of focus. It's easy for me to talk to you about it here. So, um, what are the, my top four things that you should be doing to get ready for baseball season? Um, first one, and I think, you know, we're just going to get into this. So the first one that I think is imperative, it's almost extremely necessary, especially if you're going into your first high school season, if you're a high school athlete, if you're, I mean, if you're a college athlete, this is almost, I should slap you if you're not doing this. And obviously pro guys are doing this, no question is you should be training, strength training, and conditioning. Now, what a lot of people don't understand, you know, there's, you know, strength training, weightlifting is something that's, it's, you know, it's, it's not a black sheep, but people are very uneducated when it comes to it. And I've seen even a lot of trainers that are extremely uneducated when it comes to training athletes. Um, and that is like when you, and this is the, the, the bare bones thing you need to know about, about weightlifting. And what a lot of people don't know, they think, oh, I lift weights and I get bigger. No, actually when you lift weights, you're actually breaking down your muscle. And when they repair themselves is where the gains come through, right? So as you're breaking down your muscles and then you take the time off, the necessary time off, or if you're doing it correctly, you're not providing injury to your muscles. You know, that's how you get stronger. You get better, you get faster, whatever, what have you, right? And it's imperative for you to be lifting weights. One, because the more that you do this, the stronger you get, the more durable you are throughout a season. And if we didn't know, Baseball season is the longest season of all sports. If you're if you're a high school guy, a lot of times you're starting in January, especially if you're down here in Texas, you know, you're starting in January. Some guys are playing year round, but for the high school season, the one that really matters, you know, you're starting in January and if you're really good, you may play through late May, right? That's that's half the year. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a good chunk of time. If you're a college guy, you if you're a D1 guy, you know, you you're playing through June. You know, that's a pretty big season, especially if you're an everyday guy. You know, um and if you're a pro guy, I mean, obviously everyone knows it's the longest season. You're starting, you know, some guys, if you're a catcher, you're starting in February. And if your team does well and you perform well, you do really well, you got a good team, you may be playing through October. That's almost the entire year. That's insanity. But, you know, and the thing that a lot of people don't understand is that this is an everyday thing. Baseball is 182 games a year. It's a lot of, that's a lot of game plus travel plus X, Y, Z, blah, 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 right? It's imperative that you're taking care of your body and conditioning it and training it for how, you know, brutal this season can be. It's it's going to beat you up. Catchers, pitchers on your arms, everything like that, it's going to beat you up. Infielders the same way, right? So it's imperative that you're conditioning yourself, you're training, um, and, you know, you're just keeping your body in shape. You're not eating junk food. You're not doing all that crap. You're getting your work in. Because here's the thing, guys, you know, and it's something I was looking, I was, you know, talking to another family friend of ours, and he was upset because his son was not putting in the work that he wanted him to, and, you know, you know, it's kind of one of those things, man. It's like if you want it bad enough, you're going to put in the work. You're going to go to the gym. You're going to run. You're going to take care of your body. You're going to prepare yourself for what's about to come. Um, 
And here's another question I get, you know, quite a bit is that, you know, a lot of guys don't know and don't know what to do or they don't know how to train or they don't know where to go. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of different lifts. Obviously, I'm a huge for baseball players. You know, accessory lifts are huge, especially, you know, working on your shoulders, obviously being more rehabilitative than, you know, bro lifting. <laughs> but compound lifts are huge, guys. Squatting, you know, done correctly, not ego lifting, you know, bench press, maybe a, a, a neutral bench press with a crossbar here, um, a Swiss bar, sorry, um, to kind of maybe aid your shoulders and maybe take a little bit of stress off there, obviously. Um, deadlifts. Um, I'm okay. When I say deadlifts, I'm I'm a little bit partial to deadlifts, mostly because I think a lot of times they're they cause more damage than they're than they're worth, um, especially with a barbell. Um, but trap bar is another good one because it does keep the weight equilateral within your body, right? So it's not putting all the stress on your back, though. That obviously is still pulling with the lower back. Um, it's still a great lift, and it's still something to kind of increase overall strength. That's a big one. Um, and then squats are huge, front squats, however you want to do it. And these can all be done. The thing is, guys, what's so cool about this stuff is it doesn't have to be done with a barbell. It doesn't have to be done with a trap bar. This can all be stuff that you do with dumbbells, with kettlebells. It doesn't have to be super, you know, strenuous on your body. But strength strength and conditioning, lifting weights is huge. And it's it's if you're a high school athlete, if you're serious trying to be an elite athlete, you need to be on a program. Um, and, you know, I, I, I implore, I encourage you guys, if you're in the San Antonio area, if you're around, there's facilities that do this. And it's it's something I wish we had more of when I was playing, man. But, like, around, especially, like, for example, you know, in San Antonio, there's DST. They're huge for that. A lot of pro guys work out there. A lot of elite athletes work out there. You've got Genesis that also does the same thing, a lot of strength and conditioning, velo stuff. They're, they're, they're a good compound for guys who are trying to get better. So there are there are places where you can do this. I know that it's kind of, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, it's naive of me to say that everybody can afford these things because you can't. A lot of times it's hard. But if you can afford a gym membership, get a gym membership, man, and go online. Look it up. There's all kinds of people who put out a lot of free content in regards to strength and conditioning places. I mean, workouts and programs. Um, even snippets. You can go on YouTube and find different guys. A lot of guys are really open about what they're doing and what their strength training, getting ready for the season. It's huge. Go on YouTube. Go on Google. There's We're in the age of free information, guys. So if you don't know what to do, Google it. Google it. Ask Google. It's it's on there, I promise. That's where I got a lot of my stuff. There's a lot of throwing programs that are free on there, as well as, you know, should you be, you know, all kinds of information, guys. So go out there. If you, if you have a smartphone, you can get this, right? So go out there, find the strength program, get on it. And my biggest thing, second to that, is if you're going to be working out, do it right. Don't be trying to outlift the guy next to you. We're not doing bro lifts. We're not trying to be Chris Bumstead. You know, we're not trying to look huge, right? Then this is where people get, you know, I've seen a lot of ball players that get the two, the things mixed, right? They're like, I'm going to lift really heavy and get really big. It's like a lot of guys, you, a lot of times, guys, you want to lift, right? And this is something that gets lost in translation between the two. And this is why I say there's always a fine line with, with strength training in baseball and any, really any sport is that there's a fine line between I'm going to work really, really hard and get and, and put in the work and and then I'm going to work really, really hard and lift a lot of weights and then I'm actually going to actually, you know, make myself more prone to injury because I didn't do it the right way, right? So lift what's right for you, what feels good for your body, where you're feeling a little bit of strain, but not to where like this, there's a difference between, wow, this, this burns and this fucking hurts. <laughs> there's a difference. So find that line, guys, and if you can, get a trainer get someone to lift with you, get a buddy to lift with you so you guys can watch each other's form. Stuff like that is huge. Um, but yeah, and, and the other thing is, and this is what people, you know, when you lift, guys, and especially with the young crowd, the high school guys, the college guys who may not are be very seasoned in the weight room, 
you're not lifting to look like Bumstead. You're not lifting to look like, you know, all these influencers, guys. You're lifting and you won't want to be doing bicep. All that. I can't stress this enough because I know so many guys that do it. You're not lifting for physique. You're lifting for performance. And I want you to remember, say it again, because it's important. You're not lifting and you're not working out for physique. You're lifting for performance. Will, you know, gains and visible gains and stuff come if you put in the work consistently and hard? Yes. Um, but remember, when you're lifting, you want these you want these lifts and these strength gains to translate to the baseball field. So make sure you're doing power work. Make sure you're doing all that stuff that's going to actually get you stronger and faster and more durable for the season. Don't be doing bicep curls, you know, tricep extension. If you're a pitcher, you know, be careful with that stuff because a lot of times it's like, oh, yeah, I got this massive pump. But you're putting a lot of stress on your elbow. You're putting a lot of stress on your bicep. You know, like, oh, let's put up a, you know, let's put up 325 on bench. And, you know, maybe you're straining really hard and you put a little bit of stress on your shoulder. You pinch a shoulder nerve. All that stuff happens, guys. So lift carefully, but lift hard. That's all I can say about that. Now, running. I was a huge runner in college when I played. Um, just because I, I, I enjoy running. I'm a runner now, you know. Um, but a lot of times, guys get that one mixed. I'm, I'm super, you know... I run a lot. I run for distance. I run long distance because I love it now. I did it back then. Did I see a huge translation then? I felt like I was more conditioned in games, but I don't think that it actually really helped me. It helped me loosen up more than anything. I'm a huge believer, especially for, for infielders and outfielders and catchers. Sprints are key. Do some hill sprints. I saw a lot of strength gains and a lot of endurance gains doing that than I did long distance. I just love, I just love long runs. That's just it's a personal preference. But I think a huge thing, guys, conditioning, you know, whether that's, you know, cycling, riding the bike, doing interval training there, make sure you're conditioning and keeping yourself in shape. Because like I said, guys, and I'll say it again, baseball is a long, long season. Make sure your body's willing to handle that durability wise and conditioning wise and strength wise. Um, because like I said, it'll beat you down. So if you're not, you're not putting in the work, you're not going to the gym, you're not getting on the treadmill, the bike, the elliptical, whatever steady, steady, you know, whatever it is, make sure you're getting it in. I implore you guys, do it. Don't be sitting on the couch. That's the biggest thing. But yeah, guys, number one tip, and I, I know it's pretty much rudimentary at this point, training condition as much as you can to get ready for the season. Don't overdo it. It's a fine line. Second, work on your craft. Again, another thing that it's like, duh, you know, you should be doing this stuff. Um, but again, I see a lot of guys that, and it, it's mostly the guys that are like, why am I not starting? Why did I not, you know, beat out Johnny for second base? Like, because Johnny was putting in reps when you were playing Fortnite. I'm not going to even, um, it's simple, right? So the biggest thing, and, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. I'll, I'll be honest. My, when I was in, when I was in college and I was playing my first two years and, and I'm, I'm super grateful because I got to see a lot of different ways that you can perform in the off season, right? So my first year of college, I was a catcher. So my off season going in my off season that year, my freshman year and my off season that summer was all working on catching drills, working on my legs, doing all that stuff to make sure that I was primed to catch nine innings, you know, you know, six times a week, you know, and bullpens and X, Y, Z, right? So I saw a lot from the catching. I saw a lot from my second year. I was a two-way guy. I was a pitcher, and I played a little bit into heading at first base and a little bit behind the plate. So I saw a lot, you know, of what I needed to do. I was working out with pitchers and with with the position players. So I saw, you know, that kind of offseason. And then my, my last couple of years, I was a pitcher. So I saw it from a, a PO standpoint. So, you know, my first year of college, you know, I remember, especially in the winter and the summer, if I wasn't playing, you know, my days would start at 8 a.m., and I'd go, I was lucky that my trainer at the time was at the same facility. And if you guys know, I was, uh, if you're in San Antonio, 
my my place that I was like pretty much frequenting. I spent probably like eight hours there a day. It was like a full time job. It was at Power Swing, right off Hebner. So I was there all the time. I, I was lucky at the time when I was playing. My trainer was actually there. They didn't have their own place yet, so they were working out of the back of Power Swing. So I could go there early, get my lift in, get my workout in, and then I could hit. There were cages, and then there was an outdoor place where I could throw, could field some ground balls, I could receive a little bit. So I was putting in work a lot during that time. Um, but I was lucky. It was all in one place. You know, a lot of guys are going to have to go to the gym and they're going to have to go to the field. They're going to have to go to the case. So they're, they're, I get it. I get that it's hard sometimes, but you got to make the time if you really want to do it. And I know the off season is tough, especially for guys that, you know, I'm talking specifically to college guys right now that come home and maybe away from home. You know, you have your friends, everybody's back, right? You want to party, you want to have fun, you want to hang out with your friends, you want to have those all night gaming nights. I get it. It's hard to, to juggle, but at the end of the day, it's like, what do you want more, man? You know, so I implore if you're a pitcher, like, well, I'm going to go through kind of a couple things. If you're a pitcher, right, I know that it's tough for pitchers because your off seasons really depend on, you know, what you did the previous year, right? So it's like, what'd you do in the summer? What'd you do in the, in the spring of that year? You know, if you had a, if you had a minimal spring, meaning you didn't get used, maybe you put in like 30, 35 innings, you're a reliever, you're an underclassman trying to kind of work for a spot, you know, um, you know, maybe summer was big for you. Maybe you pitched a lot over the summer, so that fall was kind of minimal for you. So it's like you got to gauge it, right? If you're a guy who had a really minimal, um, you know, a minimal spring, and then you had a really minimal summer, and then you kind of went hard in the in the fall sort of, and you put in some time, maybe you do a throwing program where you're trying to get some arm strength. That also, it, it's, it's so hard because it's subjective and it, it varies per player, right? If you want to gain some arm strength, you know, it's like let's hop on, an, on, a, on a throwing program that I can lengthen and gain some velo. You know, work on some some weighted ball stuff. You know, let's lift some, let's lift heavy and let's get bigger and stronger. Let's do more band. You know, there's all kinds of stuff, right? But I implore you, depending on your goals and and your usage of your arm, what you do that off season. So, you know, you throw a lot in the in the in the spring and the summer. You know, take it easy in the fall and do a light throwing program. Maybe throw three four times a week up to ninety feet, maybe one hundred and fifty feet, and just you're just throwing fifty to sixty percent, just getting it. If you're a guy who really hasn't got a lot of playing time and you're still trying to prove yourself, maybe that's for high school too. Maybe you didn't play a lot in the spring. You played hard summer ball. You did some fall ball, and you're like, my arm feels good. I just I need to get I need to show my coach I'm I'm here and I'm willing to put in the work and I'm I'm doing it and I want some more velo. Hey man, get on a really good throwing program. There's a lot of them out there. Driveline sells remote. Tread sells remote. Um, top velocity sells remote programs. You know, go to a you know go to a Genesis. Go to one of these places that can help you out. A lot of times, and we're in the age of remote work, guys. You can get a remote coach. You can get a remote program and work on these things, right? But for pitchers, be careful with your arms. Do it right. Don't overthrow. Don't try to throw 100. Keep it within yourself and really throw according to how your body feels. That's a big thing. For hitters, <laughs> get in the cage, man. I see too many guys that don't, that I'm, I'm just like, you know, they're, they're like, I'm going to take, take the winner off. You know, I, I, I played all year. You know, it worked out all year, and and that hurts you, man. I've seen seen a lot of guys. Yes, there's that one in a million dude who doesn't do anything, and he'll come back in the spring, and he'll just smash. And you're just like, what the hell, right? Not everyone's that guy. Applaud to that guy, but not everyone's that guy. That's just how it is, man. So, I, you know, back when I was hitting, you know, my freshman and sophomore year of college, I was doing, you know, always start with T work in, middle, out, you know, work on that stuff. You know, get some soft toss, get some live BP. I'm sorry, just regular BP. I'm going to get into live stuff here in a second. But those are imperial. Not everyone, has, like I said, if you're not at a facility, if you don't have a lot of guys within your area, 
you know, maybe you go, maybe you had some high school guys that come home during this, during the winter break. Um, maybe you guys gather at the high school, man, and go do some live ABs. I know a lot of guys this year who did that, who came home to San Antonio and, you know, I'm, I'm in contact with a couple of them and they would have these meetups where they'd go to their high school field, man, they'd have live ABs at bats on the field so they can see their projection, all that kind of stuff, man. So that stuff's good, but get in the cage swing. The biggest thing I have guys, and I've, and I remember watching it when I was in college, there's a guy story time real quick. There was a guy I knew, um, who mashed all summer, mashed all freaking fall. I mean, mashed. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't throw him something and he wasn't going to hit it. Um, and you know, we weren't really close. You know, it was fun to watch. I was scared to pitch him. This is my sophomore year in junior college. I was scared to pitch this dude. Cause I was like, man, you throw him anything. I could throw him. A, I feel like I could throw him a change up three feet off the plate. And he was going to hit it off the wall on the opposite side of the field. It was insane. It was cool. It was crazy. I didn't know him that well. Um, so I don't know what he did in the offseason. Maybe he did put in the work, but it very felt evident that he didn't. Um, so we came back in the spring. Obviously, he's taking BP. Still kind of you could you could tell he wasn't the same guy. You know, he was a little bit off. Um, but he's still mashing balls. But the minute that we started doing wasn't the same. He lost that bat path. And that's the biggest thing, guys. When you go into a fall, when you go into a spring and you find a bat path, because remember, hitting is all muscle memory, man. It's all like, okay, here. Timing and muscle memory. If you can find the spot, boom. I find the slot, boom. I can hit anything. My bat pass through here, there, wherever, right? If you don't swing consistently, let's say you leave, you know, because, you know, for college guys, especially in high school and college, you know, after, uh, you know, after October, you know, baseball kind of goes, we're going to take it easy. You know, winter break starts, off season is here, right? Because November starts getting cold. People aren't playing outside, you know, whatever, winter break. You got Thanksgiving break, then winter break. You're pretty much not there. You know, so that's about two months of you not doing it. You got to put that work in yourself, right? If you lose, that's two months off from you swinging. That's two months off from that bad path being deviated from your from your mental memory, right? Got to get in the cage, guys. Got to get in the cage. Work on the T work. I know it's rudimentary, and I know it's not always fun. I know a lot of guys are like, "I'm just gonna go straight in the soft toss." No, no. Do your T work. Do your stretches. Do your visual stuff, man. That's huge, right? Um, but yeah. I mean, the biggest thing, guys, is if you want it, you got to put the work in. You got to get it done. I know the, the winter break especially is like the real off-season for guys. Summer, a lot of times for ballplayers, is not an off-season. It's a like a shortened season. A lot of guys are still hitting. A lot of guys are still playing. So I don't really count that as an off-season. Um, winter is the true off-season. But like I said, guys, I know it's tempting. You, you come home. You want to spend time with your family. You know, you want to hang out with your friends that you may have missed. Maybe you got a girlfriend. You want to hang out with your girlfriend. Maybe y'all are separate. I don't care. I don't know. But you got to make the time. There's a, there's a balance, right? It's like, hey, I'm an athlete first. Or really, you're a student first. Then you're an athlete. You know, put everything into perspective. Get up earlier. Don't be staying out till 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, on a Saturday, it's okay. Go hang out with your friends on a Saturday. But you got to treat this thing like it's a job if you're serious about it. If you're not serious about it, then, hey, you go about your business and you do your thing and you get what you get. You know, you're going to get what you put in. Like I said, I treated it as a job. I treated it as this is something that I have to do if I want to be successful in my spring season because this was my – I loved it. I wanted to do this every day if I could. Um, so I spent, you know, six, seven, eight hours, you know, at the facility, you know, lifting, working out, talking to guys, hearing guys talk about what they're doing. I was in, I was very lucky that I got to spend a lot of time with a lot of elite college guys and some pro guys back then. So I could talk to them and bounce ideas off and say, hey, you know, what are you doing here? And, like – I know that at DST here in San Antonio, that's another place that I've watched a lot of guys bounce ideas off of each other and work out together and hit together and train together, and it's really exciting, and that's how you get better. You 
you talk to different people and you're putting in the work and you're there, you're getting it done. And that's where all the work gets done, guys. And that's where success comes from. So number two, put in the work. And number three, we only got two more here. The fourth one, I'm going to be honest, is huge. And I'm excited to talk about it because it's huge. But And it's something different that you may not even be thinking about. But um, give me one second. Let me reset this real quick. All right, so back on number three here. Sorry, I had to turn my camera on. It kind of had a malfunction there, but <laughs> number three. So capitalize on your specialties, but also work on your struggles. So these are huge things, guys. Let me tell you why. So I know a lot of guys, right? They're like, man, I batted 300 this year, right? Or they batted 250, right? And it's like, oh, it's awesome. But then like a lot of guys, I know it's hard to see, but you know. You know, it's like, well, I can hit it middle in really well. You know, I hit middle in. I'll hit 300 middle in on pitches middle in. Like, well, how'd you do on the outside corner? Crickets. <laughs> well, you know, I know a lot of guys are like, well, I'm just going to go in the cage and I'm just going to hit. I'm going to hit and I'm going to, I don't care if the ball's on the outside, I'll do what I can, but I'm, I'm a middle in guy. No. You think like all these pro guys are like, I'm just a middle in guy. Yeah, some guys are, you know, they're a middle in guy, but they still can hit the outside pitch, right? Work on your struggles, guys. If you couldn't hit an outside pitch to save your life, don't just keep mashing middle in. We know you can do that. That's not going anywhere. Obviously, put some effort into that so you don't lose that. But maybe you need a couple sessions a week that are just working the outside pitch. Maybe your tee works on the outside corner. Maybe you set up a little bit outside so your partner's throwing balls in the out and it's all on the outside and you're all throwing your hands the other way. That's all super important because, yes, working on your strength is huge and you should you know capitalize on that. But as a, if you want to go far in this game and you want to play and you want to be like one of the best and you want to really put in the work, you got to work on the stuff that's not so fun, that may not be good for you, that may be like, oh my God, this sucks. I'm so bad at this. Like, well, like you're bad at it because you don't work on it. Like, put in the work on that, guys. Like, for hitters, outside pitch, maybe I can't get my hands to the inside pitch, especially if guys are throwing 90 plus. I am just really struggling getting my hands on the inner half of the plate. I just can't do it. Set up in and let's work on throwing the hands through, getting it there, getting the barrel there earlier. These are all things that you can look at. Um, another one, uh, especially for, for you know, catchers. I mean, I'm sorry, for, for hitters. I can't see um, – I'm having trouble picking up balls out of the out of the middle of the hand, out of his hand, right? I can't see that curveball. I just can't. And I'm sitting fastball, sitting fastball, and then I'm just not seeing it. This is one thing – and, and I didn't – I was skeptical. I was very skeptical before I, I tried it myself. And that's when reality, I mean, I'm not even a sponsor or anything like that. I, I was very, like I said, super, super, super skeptical. Didn't believe in it. I was like, mm, I don't know, it seems kind of, you know, gimmicky. I tried it. I think it's sick. I think it's so cool. I don't know. So if you're a hitter and you can afford an Oculus or a, whatever the Facebook sells their thing now, like the Meta or whatever it's called, like if you can afford one of those, man, try it. It's really cool. And that's something that you can do to pick up pitches out of hands to get some work when you can't get outside can't get to the cage you know what have you right i thought it was sick you could see balls out of people's hands you can even see the spin on the ball that's insane right that's insane but on another note um you know here's the thing guys and this is something i tell a lot of players man we're in the age and this is what i repeated earlier we're in the age of like social media and the internet yes they can be bad yeah not bad but they can be used you know for the wrong reasons 
but there's also a lot of good shit out there, man. Like so many influencers, like influencers, like I know for pitchers, like I watch a lot of pitching ninja. And if you don't know pitching ninja, go look him up. He's on Instagram. He's on Twitter. Um, he also did these recruiting things called flat ground. I think there's another one he does for hitters. So if you're a pitcher and like you can't, you know, you can't afford, you know, perfect game. You can't afford to go all these showcases. Like put your stuff on the internet and like coaches will find you. It's pretty crazy. Check out flat ground. Check out pitching ninja. But for pitchers, man, like pitching ninja is just like analyzing the best of the best, the pro guys and their pitching mechanics and how they tunnel and break and some really cool stuff, man. Like and I used to watch him because I would analyze. Like I watched him back when I was in college. Man, I'm 28 years old. So when I was watching him before, he was really huge. I was like analyzing guys that I looked up to, guys that I wish I could emulate on the mound. I was watching that kind of stuff. And now it's huge. He's got so much stuff and he's talking to pitching guys and you can hear their insights and it's crazy. Another guy for for hitters and, and I'm sorry, for catchers, another big one that I really like. And I've had him on the podcast. You can check out his episode is um, Chase Andrews, man, with Stronghold Catching. If you're a catcher and you're looking for drills or you're looking for some insight on what you can do here and there, like, He's got a lot of really cool stuff on his website, some modules that you can read and watch and listen if you can't make it to his camps because he's doing a lot of cool camps. I've always wanted to do a camp. Maybe we'll get one in here pretty soon, but his camps are insane. But he's got a lot of free information out there to go watch and you can learn, man. Another one, Robbie Rowe for pitchers. I'm, I'm, I'm a little biased to pitchers because by the time my career was ending and social media was really taken off with like all these informational things, I was a PO. So I know a lot of pitcher guys. Robbie Rowe, man, another cool guy to watch. He's got a podcast talking about mechanics. He analyzes his own mechanics. He's talking to other guys about their mechanics and how to be better, how to be stronger on the mound. So, yeah, guys, there's a lot of free stuff out there. So if you're if you're struggling with some stuff, hop on YouTube and type in pitching mechanics. There's a lot of guys that are gurus talking about this stuff, man. Like, it, it seems embarrassing and, like, you maybe not want to talk about it. Maybe you don't want to do it. Um, but there's a lot of free information that can help you with your struggles, and I really I, – I implore you to go check those out and be a better ball player. So we talked about hitters. I know I kind of went on the kind of rant there for a second, but we talked about hitters working on pitches that they can't hit, not picking up certain pitches for 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 pitchers. You know, a lot of times. So this is my thing, guys. I I had a my my freshman year and sophomore year I had a hard time, you know, getting through to the fourth, fifth, and sixth innings, and I knew that was an issue. And for a long time, like I said, I didn't know what the problem was. I'm like, I got, I just, I get to the fourth inning and I just, I just, I shit myself. <laughs> what happens? And that was, you know, me not working on my conditioning. I was out of shape. I was overweight. There's a lot of things that were, that were doing that, you know, cause I got tired by the fourth inning, you know, cause I was one of those guys that threw, I gave you everything I had. I wasn't super, you know, I didn't conserve my energy well. You know, I was like, I'm going to give you a hundred percent on every pitch. And yeah, that's, that's, you know, you love the intent, you love the, the, and you, a lot of times it was, it worked, you know, I'm throwing, you know, as hard as I can, I'm sitting 90, 92. Um, and my breaking balls have a lot of rotation, so I'm getting a lot of break, but I was not anywhere near in shape to keep that up as a starter. You know, I, I give you three solid innings and by the fourth, fifth came balls elevate. I wasn't in shape. You know, I started leaving balls up, breaking balls aren't as sharp and you know, the rest is history, you know, you're getting smashed or you're walking guys. So pitchers, if you realize, hey, I can get to the fourth inning and then I get tired and then ball start to, you know, rise up in the zone, pitches aren't as sharp, maybe I start missing here and there, work on your conditioning. Conditioning is so important for pitchers, guys, and it sucks. I know it sucks. You don't want to run, you don't want to bike, you don't want to put it in, but you have to do it. It's huge. It's like the thing, I don't want to, you know, run your poles. I'm not saying you need to run poles. It's kind of, my thing is kind of more of a, a figure of speech. You know, you got to run your poles after you throw. 
whatever it is, you want to run hill sprints, you want to do quick 90, you know, 40, 30 yard sprints, get it in somehow, some way, because that will translate to the field. I promise, I promise it sucks, but do it. Um, if you're another guy who, you know, who, you know, may be a fastball dominant guy, you throw hard, you can locate well with that pitch, but it's like, man, I just, you know, I can, some days I have my curveball, and then some days I can't find it. Work on that pitch, man. Make it consistent. It's like, hey, you know, you're a one-two guy. I can throw my slider for a strike when I need it to. That's my that's my go-to, my get-me-over. I can throw my change-up whenever I want to. It's like, but I need that third one that's just going to complete me. It's like, hey, I, I have a really nice curveball, but, like, most of the time it's either up, it's down, I can't locate. Hey, let's take an off-season. Let's take the spring. Like, hey, let's, let's warm up. Let's get our bullpens in. And let's try to locate that fish. Let's find that arm slot and then try to replicate and replicate and, and keep that going because that will also translate. It's like, hey, I spent a lot of time working on this pitch. You see it in pro guys all the time. You see it in pro guys all the time. It's like they'll they'll have a season, and those guys are huge on film. They're going to go back and watch and say, hey, well, you know, I saw so-and-so throws this cut fastball. I might try to develop one of those. And then they come back the next season, they've got this nasty new pitch that never been on a scouting report because no one's ever seen them throw it before. But it's like, hey, you know, they took some time this offseason, developed and found something different that they can actually be effective with. So, guys, pitchers, work on your pitches. If you're having trouble locating with certain ones, focus on those. Maybe that pitch isn't for you. I see that a lot with change-ups, and I see it when I, when I coach, and I see kids coming like, man, I just can't throw my change-up for a strike. I'm just really inconsistent with it, and they're throwing like a Vulcan. I'm like, what the fuck are you throwing a Vulcan for? Try a circle, and the circle, whoop, they're like, oh, this feels a lot better. I feel like I can get a good grip on this. Maybe a pitch isn't for you. So I'm saying – Hitters, get in the cage, work on your on what you can't hit, work on it, work on it. Pitchers, same to you. Like I said, guys, I know it sucks. I know that it's uncomfortable, but you got to do it so you can well round yourself off and get ready for that next season. <clears throat> Last but not least, and this is one that is new to me, and I wish, I wish, I wish I had this back in the day. I wish I knew the information I knew now. But this kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with my first one, which is strength and, and, and conditioning. Um, it's sleep and recovery. All right. Hear me out here. I know this is going to sound weird. It's going to sound weird. And people, and like I said, sleep and the importance of sleep and recovering is huge, right? And I know a lot, a lot, a lot of people aren't keen on it. You know, you got the guys who are like, I'll, you know, put in your work and, you know, early mornings, late nights, no sleep. You know, I, I slept three hours and I'm ready to go because I just cranked three C4s and had a Red Bull and some pre-workout. And I'm like, dude, no, that's not, that's not the answer, man. Like, but here we go. So I'm going to talk about this. So, you know, back in the day, you know, it was like, I had a lot of old school coaches and, you know, I remember there were days when there was actually one specific day and I'll tell this story because it's kind of funny. Um, you know, we, we sucked. We went out to, to Dallas to play a team. We're out in Lufkin. We sucked. And we ended up going out there. We played a doubleheader, 18 innings. It was a long, long fucking day. Um, come home. I mean, I mean, it was so embarrassing because this was like a D3 Jico and we got our, we got, we got our butts kicked. Um, drive back. And I remember the bus ride was silent. It was so quiet. No one wanted to talk. It was just dead silent. And, uh, Man, we were just waiting for what was about to happen. I remember we got about an hour outside of town, and Coach stands up, and he's like, all right, everybody get dressed. Get back dressed and make sure you're ready for practice. Remember, mind you guys, we played. We started at, like, noon. We finished at about 6. We stopped at, like, a McDonald's because we didn't deserve anything else. <laughs> Number one, that's another problem. I'm going to add another one at the end of this just to make sure, but it kind of goes in here. Um, stopped at McDonald's on the way back. 
um, and then got to the got to the field and got dressed and got on the field and we had a full practice at midnight. I think we finished at like three in the morning. It was a school night. We all had people had class at eight o'clock in the morning. I think we had practice the next day and you know, probably game the next. Um, that's JUCO for you. That's that's old school JUCO for you, right? You know, you can't do, really do that in NCAA. I don't think, but. Anyway, wasn't a fan of the idea. Wasn't a fan of, of that whole of that whole ordeal. But the point is this: you know, a lot of people don't realize the importance of sleep and recovery. Um, you know, especially with physiological stressors, physical stressors, working out, going to school, practicing, playing, guys. And like this is huge in the off season because I see it. You know, I see it with friends that have kids, and they're up. You know, I'll wake up in the morning at five to go to the gym before work, and you know, I'm I'm like, you know. <laughs> I, I get up to go like to go to the gym and, and I see kids that I follow that are in high school and they're like still awake from the night before. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing, man? Or like college guys that are like, oh, I just got back. It's like four in the morning. Guys, if you're if you want to be and this is where it this is where a lot of things are gonna separate. And this is like a huge thing for athletes. If you're if you wanna put in the and this is where off season is still all encompassing here, if you wanna be elite. I mean, elite. You want to make this. You want to make it far in this game. You want to be the guy. The off season is where I think it's made, and I say that because those are the guys putting in the work. Those are the guys taking care of their body. Those are the guys minimizing if you're old enough to drink alcoholic intake. Those are the guys that are taking the time to get at least seven, eight hours of sleep every night, getting up early and putting in the work and and, and prioritizing what needs to be prioritized. Right. I remember I didn't take sleep seriously till about a couple years ago, and the, the effects have been monumental. I've been like kind of researching a little bit more and more. I wear a root band to track my sleep. Um, the difference in getting seven to eight hours versus me getting, you know, five, five and a half, six, is extreme. So I've I've actually talked to some guys. I've watched information. I've had some conversations with people with strength coaches, and, and like the idea of sleep is kind of evolving. It's it's changing, right? So if you're an athlete, recovery, taking the time. To recover, and this is huge. I'm gonna kind of get into diet too. Like, you know, take the time to recover, take the time to sleep, guys. Yeah, partying all night is fun. Hanging out with your friends all night is fun. Playing Fortnite and you know whatever you're playing these days is fun. I get it. It's a great time, but sleep is huge if you're an athlete. If you're trying to be that guy, take the time, get to sleep, and recover. Truly, you know. I'm, I'm a, you know, I, and I'm always stuck between, you know, like, yeah, even if I don't feel good, I'm going to do it anyway. And sometimes that goes so far and sometimes it doesn't, but I'm telling you guys, focus on your sleep, get at least seven to eight hours if you're an athlete, because it will pay off. I promise. Um, but the next thing kind of going into sleep and recovery is diet, man, diet, diet, diet. You know, you see it a lot of times with, with people who are, and I'm not trying to get into like a fitness conversation here or anything like that, because it's strictly for athletes. But a lot of D1 athletes, you see them, they have professional chefs, especially football guys. They're not eating junk. They're eating quality, clean foods because that translates. You know, if you go in, and this is why I'm so mad at, like, some of the stuff I was eating when I was in college because it's like, oh, it's college. We can eat ramen, go to Burger King because it's cheap, and I get it. It's really cheap. But there's cheap options out there for you to eat clean meat better. Um, you know, eating right is huge. Hydrating is huge for recovery. Um, you know, I'm going back to eating again. Eating clean foods. Don't eat junk food. Don't eat shit all day. And then especially for you college guys that are out there, don't just start, you know, you're old enough to drink. You know, I'm, I'm not a guy. I haven't, I haven't had a drink in two years. I mean, I'm sorry, in two months, two years, in two months because I stopped because of how it made me feel afterwards. And like I said, I'm getting into a more physiological state of myself, you know, running and working out and all that stuff here. Like the no alcohol is huge. I think it makes me feel so much better. 
So, like I said, <clears throat> I'm not telling you to do your own what you want to do. <clears throat> I'm not telling you what you should or shouldn't do. But sleeping, eating right, all aid in recovery, and all will help you perform better. Like cognitively, like I remember, like guys that were like staying up all night had terrible adding sometimes. They're like, man, I didn't sleep well last night. You can feel it. So imagine if you were to like go out to a game, you didn't sleep well, and you're trying to play. Yes, you power through. I'm not telling you like, oh, I'll just throw in a towel and I'm just not gonna, I'm not gonna do it. No. But point is, is like you struggle, get back up and do it and, and work hard to increase and do better tomorrow and do better and do better. That's all you can ask. Do better, right? So huge, guys. Sleep and recovery, monumental, especially in the off season, especially when the season comes and it's a grind. You may not, like I said, I sound you know, naive saying that during a baseball season, especially for high school students and college students, you're going to get eight hours a night. Naive to think you're not going to. You're going to have a late night. Maybe you're going to have to, you know, maybe you're traveling all, all day and then you come home and you got to do a homework assignment, whatever the case may be. Maybe you're a high school guy and you get up early to go to school because you got to go to school. You go to school all day. You got practice, got game, got to eat dinner, got to do homework, got to do a project, got to do an essay, whatever it is. It's naive that you're going to get eight. I get, I get it. I know. But do you what you can to make that, to prioritize that. And that goes through all parts of life, man. You can, you can balance your life the right way. Um, and just to help you out, that's that's my key there. So sleep and recovery and eating right are huge for the off season. They're huge for the season when you can, but those will aid into your performance, right? So those are my four guys. Those are my big four. Um, like I said, we'll kind of hit the last four real quick. So training condition, hop on a strength program. If you have a facility near you, try to get in there. Try to get a personal trainer to help you to see your goals and to help you excel in the weight room because that will translate. That doesn't mean bro lifts. <laughs> That doesn't mean try to look like Chris Bumstead. That just means lift according to your sport, lift according to your, your craft, and watch it translate to the field. Stay durable, stay loose, and stay ready for the season. Condition, do your cardio. I know it sucks. I know it's not fun, but it will translate to the field and keep you through the season. I promise. Working on your craft, guys. The offseason is not a break. I know it feels that way, and I know in, in, the, in the lamest terms it is technically a break from pretty much everything, but get in the get in the gym, get in the cage, get on the mound, get on the field, take ground balls, receive balls, throw with somebody, hit off the tee. You don't always need somebody to throw you batting practice, man. Hit off the tee, hit off the tee, work on mechanics, work on the outside pitch, work on the inside pitch. If you're going to throw with a buddy, work on your secondary pitches. Obviously, all these things go encompassing. Work on your craft, whatever that may be, catcher, pitcher, infielder, outfielder, whatever, get it in, put in the work. Work on your struggles but capitalize on your strengths or vice versa. Work on, Capitalize on your specialties, but work on your struggles. On things that are uncomfortable, guys, maybe you can't hit the outside pitch. Maybe, you just, maybe you're Pedro Serrano and you just can't hit a curveball. Work on just seeing curveballs. Work on sitting on the off-speed pitch. If you're a pitcher and you can't find your curveball, work on finding that grip, finding that arm slot. If you can't get your change up, work on a different grip. Work on a different arm slot. All these things are all-encompassing that go into making you a whole and better player, even when they're not fun even when they may be feeling embarrassing, you know, also talk to your coach, talk to your buddies, talk to your friends. I know a lot of you guys who are playing college ball who are high school guys are playing, you know, varsity baseball, or, you know, you're trying to be that varsity guy. Talk to your coach, talk to your travel ball coach. Be like, Hey, how can I get this done? What do you think about this? How do I, how do, how can I maximize this out of the other? You know, I'm also here too, guys. If, and like I said, I'm on my account, you guys can tag it. I can check it out. Um, I'm on the baseball account. If you guys have questions regarding strength training, regarding what you should be doing, any tips and drills, like I said at the beginning of this, we have so much more content coming your way. You have no idea what we've got planned. It's going to be sick. We're going to be doing a lot more drills. We're going to be doing a lot more 
product reviews. We're going to be doing all kinds of stuff. So if you have questions, man, shoot them my way. I don't have any issues responding to you and helping you out where I can, man. If you have issues, you know, questions about strength and conditioning, hit me up, man. I have no issues helping you out. But yeah, guys, hit up guys. Work on what's uncomfortable. It, it, I can't say it enough because there's a lot of guys that are that are one tool guys, man. They're like, I can hit a bomb on a fastball down the middle, but you throw me anything else, I can't hit them. I can throw 100 miles an hour, but I have no off speed. All those things, man, they're not fun. They're not fun to work out, and they can maybe bring down your confidence, but I'm telling you, work on them, man, because the more that you work on it, the better it gets. It's just like no one was, you know, you can't build Rome in a day, right? So it's like slowly build it, slowly build it, and it'll come, I promise. Uncomfortable makes champions, I promise. And sleep and recovery, guys, and diet. I should have added diet on there on my on my blog post, but eat right, watch what you're intaking, don't stay out all night and then expect yourself to come back the next day and you're going to perform like a champion. It's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, sleep well, recover, listen to your body and take the time when you need to take the time and put in the work when it's time to put in the work, guys. But all those guys, I'll go one more time. Training condition, work on your craft, work on your struggles, sleep and recover. Um, I actually am a huge fan of Todd Anderson. He's a sleep, uh, he, he owns, um, I think a sleep recovery or recovery or something like that. I'm not sure on the brand. Um, in the blog post I wrote, there's a whole podcast with him and Nick Bear talking about sleep and how it affects your performance and your cognitive abilities. If you're interested more in how all that works, check it out. It's on the, on the blog. Super interesting. Listen, um, super cool though. I mean, I'm just, I'm huge and trying to get, uh, I know a lot of guys out there are too. They're trying to make sure that their peak, they're at their peak performance and little stuff like this adds up and it builds up. So yeah, guys, thanks for listening. Like I said, this is our first one back. First one here for the first, the second season of Bottom of the Night Podcast, if we want to call it a second season. Um, we've got so much content coming your way, guys. I'm so pumped for this. We're going to be trying to release an episode every Monday for the year. That's my goal. Every Monday for the year, whether we've got guests. I know we have guests lined up. I'm not going to say. I know in the past I've kind of leaked some here and there. I, I'm just so excited to have some guys on. Um, but we're going to keep those a secret. But we are going to be having a podcast every Monday throughout all 2024. So, it's going to be sick. It's going to be fun. We're also going to be doing product reviews. We've got bat reviews coming, glove reviews coming. Check out our Instagram. Check out my Instagram. We've got all kinds of stuff revolving baseball, new products, new gear. Um, yeah, guys, it's going to be awesome. So thanks for listening. If you're tuning in, um, can't wait to talk to you guys more, man. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you all later.